In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real Uh, uh, it's incredibly comfortable. Now, what is this? This looks like I could make cocoa with this. What is right? What is that? Well, uh, that's an insect-based premium protein. It's made from Molitor, which is mealworm larvae. Uh, the company is called Insect. This is Infras. This is for fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And as you have there, this is a powder derived from the mealworm, and it's a insect protein. Just been approved by the EU for human consumption. You're not just getting me to eat dirt, are you? <laughs> no, man. I wouldn't play you, bro. We're like one we're like one entity now. That it is, would be it is, if this is protein, it's essentially tasteless. It's just a protein supplement. Exactly. I could put and this I mean, in a smoothie or something. I'm telling you, yep, and they'll be making all kinds of stuff out of it. And by the way, it is the 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 making of it is severely reducing the, the amount of emissions it takes. It is it is a innovation, Justin. We're doing something incorrectly. If we make this switch, it's a huge, huge uh, intervention. If we make this switch, it's a huge, huge intervention. If we make this switch, it's a huge, huge intervention, says Robert Downey Jr., who scarfed down hamburgers as Iron Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, eating hamburgers left and right. That was his character. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was an uber-huge liberal 
who did not like the fact that the United States of America has the Second Amendment and there's gun-owning Americans everywhere, I sure as heck, if I was an actor, would not be in movies where I'm mowing people down by the thousands like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I would also not go against my morals and my principles. So it's funny how these elite Hollywood people are now being uh, told to get in front of the camera and get you away from beef. You wonder why all those cows died? You wonder why they're trying to transition you from one, from, uh, from eating meat into being uh, an insect eater? Yeah, that's right. We live in the United States of America. We can't eat beef anymore. No, no, no. We can't eat big steaks down in Texas. We can't eat triple cheeseburgers, although we probably shouldn't. That's how I got where I was last year. But we can't eat triple cheeseburgers anymore if you choose to do so. No, no, no. You got to eat bugs. We have inflation highest it's been in who knows how long. We have uh, gas prices higher than they've been in, since Barack Hussein Obama. We've got help wanted signs everywhere. We've got a southern uh, invasion, uh, an, an invasion of our southern border. And we have all these issues in the United States of America, shortages everywhere, and now we eat bugs. Hi, everybody. I'm from the United States of America. I have to eat bugs. The great transition from fossil fuels to green energy They mix all that up with cows are bad, okay? So now the great transition from your food source to what they want you to eat. And they're going to get Hollywood actors like Robert Downey Jr., the great sellout. They're going to get um, athletes and anybody else who has a, a big following. You're going to start seeing more and more of the trend. We eat bugs. Yay. Sounds fun. Sounds like an America I thought I'd never live in. That's why I titled the show, Resist the Great Reset and Resist, Resist the New World Order Transition. This is not a tinfoil hat Q uh, segment. This is reality, folks. And the quicker you understand what's happening, the better prepared you will be when it comes to you. And they try to force you to eat bugs. It's like we're living in an episode of Fear Factor. Hi, how was your centipede today? Great. Do you enjoy that roach? Oh, it was amazing. Joe Biden knows all about roaches, cockroaches, and kids jumping on his lap, and he loves it. Anyway, folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thank you for being here today. Very, very much appreciate it. I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. It's an honor and a blessing to be here with you every single day. I did see a a message on Getter yesterday from a gentleman who said, "My my wife loves your show. Oh, that's great. Thanks. She watches you twice a day. She never misses it. Oh, that's even greater. Awesome. Thanks. I can't stand you. I think (laughs) your voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, cool. Then don't watch. But I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And God bless your wife and you as well. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, the globalist control is out of control and it's happening left and right. And now they want you to eat bugs. So be prepared to see that for a while. Now, before we start today's show, before we get into reading the, the verse of the day and uh, saying thank you to all those who are funding and keeping them alive from America, alive and well, I'd like to play for you this morning, if I could, a little uh, inspirational video that I put out this morning on social media. I know there's a lot of folks out there, older folks who don't have social media, and uh, you don't get to see some of this stuff. I'd like to play that for you now, if I could. 86,400. What is that? 86,400. Well, it's a big number. Well... I'll let you watch the video. Check this out. Good morning, everybody. Jeremy Harrow, live from America. 86,400. Pretty big number. 
86400 What would you do with $86,400 if you were given that today? How would you spend it? Would you spend it selfishly? Would you help others? Would you give some away? Would you give some to charity? Would you help the homeless? Would you give to your church? $86,400. All of us would spend it a different way. Let me take you another step further. What if you were promised $86,400 every day you woke up? But the catch is that you have to spend it in that 24 hours. If you don't spend it in that 24 hours, then it's going to be taken from you. Well, you would spend that money wisely. You would, uh, you would do anything you could to spend that money. You would cherish every $86,400 because you know it's going to be taken at the end of the day. However, you are going to be given $86,400 again tomorrow. But you would cherish that money if you knew it was going to be gone, meaning that you would do the best you could with that money. Whether it be for your family, whether it be for other families, you would do the best you could. But you would make the most out of it, knowing that it was going to be taken at the end of the day. Well, you're given 86,400 seconds in every day. And tomorrow, you'll be given another 86,400 seconds, if God wills it and if you're lucky. So just like you would make the most out of that 86,400, knowing that it was going to be taken away from you, so you might as well spend it on something, Make the most out of the 86,400 seconds that you have every single day. Give all glory to God. Give thanks to God for the 86,400 seconds because you never know when the next second is going to be your last. Spend your seconds wisely, just like you would spend your money wisely. And that's your tip of the day. God bless you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. See you later. Spend your seconds wisely. And get the most out of every second that God gives you. Because I'll tell you what, if you ask me what's more valuable, a dollar or a second, I'm going to tell you that I'd rather have the second. I would help my people who I know are struggling. My fellow people, says to Clues. Amy says she drove 90 miles an hour to get home to watch the show. We want to make sure that you drive safe, Amy. 90 miles an hour, that's quite a bit. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the verse of the day. I'm sorry you didn't get one in email this morning. I was incredibly busy. I know that's not an excuse, but it is what it is, and I apologize. You were, however, going to get this following verse from 1 Corinthians 27 through 29. It reads this, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. So when you ask yourself, if God was born in the flesh as Jesus was, why would he be born poor? Why wouldn't he be born this mighty king like the Jews were expecting? This mighty king that came out of the sky and just laid the hammer down on everybody and said, kneel down, bow down, I am the Lord. Why did he choose somebody from a poor, a poor town, from a poor family, who was humbled, quiet, and meek? Well, that verse tells you right there. I want to read something for you real quick, if I could. It is interesting to see how God never despises the little things. 
When the boy brought his five loaves and two fish, the disciple Andrew scoffed, patted the boy on his head and said to Jesus, what are they among so many? In direct contrast, God did not despise the boy's small lunch. Don't despise the little things that you have right now. See them as your very own. Five loaves and two fish. Even when people around you mock and belittle you. Learn to disregard such people and lay your little before Jesus. While you and I have no power to multiply, Jesus certainly does. So whatever you are building right now in your career, your ministry, or your business, don't despise the day of small, humble, and seemingly insignificant beginnings. Involve Jesus and allow his provision of favor, wisdom, and power to multiply and grow the little things in your hands. Ladies and gentlemen, do not despise humble beginnings, promises and provisions, provisions and promises. God uses the poor, the weak. God uses the quiet, the humble, and the meek to change the world. Remember that. You are somebody. You might not be out there getting all these likes and views. You might not be out there screaming for attention. You might not be out there like Robert Downey Jr. begging and pleading for people to drop their hamburgers and eat bugs. But you are a child of God on high. And you need to know that, remember that, act like that, and proudly, with your chest out and your head up high, walk through every situation of every day, valuing your 86,400 seconds and giving all glory and thanks to God for who he created. Amen? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer, folks. Please remove your hats and let's say the Lord's Prayer together in unison with pride. Pride in the fact that God gave you mercy and grace through faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in about... 10 minutes, we have some very, very, very special and inspiring guests from the great state of Utah coming on, two moms who have had enough and are doing everything that you guys are trying to do as well. We got those, we got those ladies coming on in about 10 minutes, so let's get to the first and foremost section of the day. Let's get through this first segment before we bring our guests on. And let's show them an LFA family member welcome. Please, if you've not done so right now, I know it's a little difficult sometimes to like, rumble, and share. Grab that link on that rumble um, program and share that out. I'd appreciate that very much. All right, lift your cups up. Let's have our first slurp of the day. Here we go. Illegitimate, clueless, COVID-ridden, apparently cancer-ridden, definitely Alzheimer's-ridden, Joey Applesauce. And his cabinet, his illegitimate cabinet, they plan to give ID cards to every single one of the millions of illegal aliens that they not only orchestrated, funded, and welcomed, but allowed to invade our southern border. Every single illegal alien that has invaded the United States since January 20th of 2021, the Biden regime plans to give them ID cards, ladies and gentlemen, 
And once they give them ID cards, it's a wrap. Because most of these illegal aliens, whether they have an ID card or whether they don't, they're going to go vote. And this is why it was so very important that Ben and everybody else who comes across any groups of these illegal aliens let them know exactly what you fleed from is exactly what you're going to be voting for if you vote illegally in our country for Democrats. But it isn't just the Biden regime that's responsible for these millions of illegal aliens coming into the United States of America. And this is no shock to us. We knew this was going to happen. It's what we've been trying to stop. This is why Ben has been trying, screaming from the mountaintops down there in Mexico, or on the, on the southern border, in and uh, out of Mexico. There are other people helping them. NGOs. And a lot of people have asked me, what is an NGO? An NGO is a non-government organization. So who are the NGOs? Well, there's a lot of them. George Soros backs a lot of them and funds a lot of them. But do you know who the largest NGO is? that is helping the Biden administration with the millions of people invading our southern border. A lot of people aren't going to like this, and I mean this with no disrespect whatsoever. But it's the truth, and I'm going to report the truth. So please don't get on my case for what I'm about to say, because it's the truth. So if you've got a problem with the truth, go to God, not me. And that is the Catholic Church. The largest non-government organization that is helping the Biden illegitimate regime facilitate a, an invasion of millions and millions of people from all over the world who we don't know who they are, it is the Catholic Church, ladies and gentlemen. And that is why you, when you hear the Pope bump his gums about things that nobody cares about, he is talking about open borders. He is talking about welcoming these people into your land. And he's doing it using the word of God as a justification for allowing it to happen. Well, if you don't do this, then you're obviously not a Christian. Whoa, slow your roll there, fake Pope. Nobody cares about how you're trying to twist the word to push the NWO agenda. The Catholic Church is the largest, and I'm talking about with funds, cash on hand, and help facilitating bringing them in, giving them what they need, and then dispersing them is the Catholic Church. Like it or love it, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. And they deserve just as much blame as lawless Biden and his regime who's planning to give these people ID cards. The cards will essentially make illegal immigration legal in America. And it would allow illegal aliens to show police that they are already in the system. Now, the Biden administration is saying that this is for access to housing, health care, transportation, and other benefits. But I'm here to say that not a single one of those Not a single one of those are these illegal aliens entitled to. Not housing, not health care, not transportation, and not benefits. You want to know why? Because it's on your dime. It is from your sweat, your blood, your tears, and your family that is paying for their health care, housing, transportation, benefits, and yes, eventually, their votes. So if we've got a beef with this, it's not Jeremy Harrell that you should have a beef with. It's the Biden regime the people that stole the election, and the Catholic Church, and George Soros. And there are, there are other non-government organizations helping, but the only reason I'm pointing out the Catholic Church is because when you are helping facilitate a new world order agenda and a great reset, and you are spending more money, more time, and more of your effort than George Soros is to help the Democrats, something is wrong there. Am I not right? Am I wrong when I say that? Am I wrong to say that there's something wrong 
with the Catholic Church spending more money to help the Democrats with the invasion of the southern border than George Soros. Am I wrong in saying that that is bad news bears? Again, no disrespect to Catholics. No disrespect. But the organization and the religion that you claim has left you just like the Democrat Party has, uh, just like the, uh, the, uh, this new Marxist Party has left the Democrats. Time to stand up, folks, and time to call it what it is. Like I said, these cards will uh, legitimately, well, it will, it will legitimize them as Americans. That's pretty much it is. Now, this would also ensure their permanent stay in the country. Mass amnesty without going through Congress. And since most migrants toss their IDs in a ditch, which we know to be true because Ben collects thousands of them, puts them on poster boards for everybody to see, when they cross into the United States, authorities would have to trust the illegals to provide the details of their identity. What could go wrong, folks? What could go wrong with trusting illegals to tell you who they really are? Wow. Now, this is the latest plan by the Biden regime and his handlers to destroy the country and encourage millions of illegal aliens to continue to cross the border and invade the United States of America. The fiscal year 2023 appropriations bill included $10 million for a program that is called the Ice Secure Docket Card Program. Now, the Ice Secure Docket Card Program, again, the ICE Secure Docket Card Program, is part of a pilot program to modernize various forms of documentation provided to provisionally released non-citizens through a consistent, verifiable, secure card, said an ICE spokesperson to Axios. Now, with Republicans currently favored to take control of the House in November midterms, the administration is hoping to get needed congressional approval before the end of September. Details of the program and who would be enrolled have not been finalized. So, folks, this is your opportunity to chirp, scream, whatever you got to do to let your congressmen know we do not back this, say no to mass amnesty. All right? Now, speaking of catastrophic consequences to a stolen election, and speaking of illegitimacy, speaking of illiteracy, speaking of ignorance, let's talk about Kamala Harris, cackling Kamala Harris. Because if the liberal New York Times, the failing Marxist New York Times, I should say, says that Kamala Harris is not ready to take over for Biden, I don't know, folks, when, when New York Times says that, that's Ouchtown population Kamala. Even the New York Times is apparently worried that Kamala Harris isn't fit to take over, if needed, for Joey Applesauce. And there are millions of Americans who feel the same way. As a matter of fact, she was only polling 2%, which is why we called her Miss 2% for so long. She was only polling 2% with her own party. She couldn't sleep her way to the top with that one because Biden doesn't even know how to do that anymore. Somehow she got picked, but her own party doesn't even like her. The New York Times is probably the biggest liberal newspaper, news outlet, whatever you want to call it, bigger than the Washington Post, and they're saying, no, we can't have her. We can't have her. She's too stupid. She's too unqualified. And she would let that power go to her head. See, they're better off with Joe Biden because at least with Joe Biden, they can control him just like a puppet. They could say, hey, do X, Y, and Z, and he'll say, true international pressure. Come on, man. 
with Kamala Harris, she'll be like, I am a woman. I am the first unelected president of the United States that broke that glass ceiling and nobody's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> It'd be a crap show to say the least. But like I said, even when the New York Times says that you're not ready to take over for the presidency, you're not ready to take over for the presidency. Catastrophic consequences with stolen elections to quote our friend Steve Bannon over at the War Room. I want to thank you for the donations coming in. Rumble rants, we could use all we can get. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you very much. I'd like to actually say who donated because I think that they need to have their names... um, have their names shouted out. Now, it's Jennifer's birthday. It's JL Jazz's birthday. And this uh, donation was said, please say happy birthday to my sister, Jen. Well, we will do that. And Dana, thank you very much for the $2 Tuesday train. And Patsy Bowright, thank you very much for the $2 Tuesday train. Now, we're going to sing happy birthday to Jen, but before we do so, I do got to go on to this next story because if we're talking about catastrophic consequences to stolen elections, well, then let's talk about catastrophic consequences to the deep state who funded the uh, Wuhan lab to create the coronavirus in order for all of these companies like Pfizer, BioNTech, and all these other companies, Johnson & Johnson, to put out their vaccine to make billions and billions of dollars on. And it was experimental from the very beginning. We've said it was experimental from the very beginning. Now we're seeing people drop dead everywhere, 30 years old, 40 years old, athletes, doesn't matter, peak of their condition, dying, dropping dead everywhere. We're actually seeing it more and more. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, do you know that in Alberta, Canada, right now, following the rollout of that experimental vaccine that they pushed and made everybody take in Canada and around the world, that in Alberta, Canada, right now, causes of death that are unknown, unknown causes of death, are the leading killer in Alberta, Canada right now. And you have to ask yourself, I wonder why. What's the difference? Why are people all of a sudden just dropping dead everywhere following the rollout of an experimental vaccine that we did not give time in order to find out if anybody would see any kind of you know, long-lasting effects or death. Public health officials in the Canadian province of Alberta are sounding the alarm after they recorded an unprecedented rise in deaths from unknown or ill-defined causes in 2020 and 2021. The total number of these deaths began rising at the start of the COVID pandemic, but really began ballooning out of control following the rollout of the experimental mRNA jab. According to the most recent data published by the government of Alberta, from unknown causes became the leading killer in the province, claiming more lives than, get this, heart disease, diabetes, and strokes combined in 2021. When compared to pre-pandemic data, the total number of deaths without a known cause is a staggering seven times higher than it was in 2019 before the release of the COVID-19 virus. So you tell me, what do you think is happening in Alberta, Canada that is causing unknown deaths to be the leading killer in the province more than heart disease, more than strokes, and more than diabetes combined? It has to be, and I fear it because so many of my friends and so many of you that are watching were forced to take this 
Let's just pray that that doesn't that trend doesn't continue. All right, folks, it is time to bring on our guests of the day. If you're from Utah and you don't know these ladies, you should, and you're about to. But they've been doing interviews everywhere. Every one of my friends, Pete Santilli's had them on. So many people have had them on. Frank Speech has had them on. So many people that I know have talked to these, these ladies. And, and why? Because they are doing exactly what we have been pushing Americans to do since they stole the election on November 4th, and really before that, but definitely after that. These two ladies have a podcast called Two Red Pills, and you can find it on Podbean and many other platforms, and you can also uh, reach out to their website, which we will show you here in a second, but I would like to welcome Jen and Sophie from the great state of Utah, Two Red Pills. How are you, ladies? We're great. Thanks for having us. Hey, Jeremy. Thank you. I am so very happy. You know, I was watching some of your videos this morning, watching some of your interviews. And uh, even I didn't even I, I, I got to admit, I didn't know how deep I'd heard of you guys. I've, I've, I've seen you before on on people's shows, but I didn't know how deep you guys really got into the weeds on trying to save this country. What you've had to go through FBI intimidation, so much stuff. Lawsuits are happening. You know, I mean, there's just so much that you guys are involved in and you're just two moms who were red-pilled, who said we've had enough. If you could, please bring the audience up to speed on who you are, what you're doing, and how things are going for you, if you will. Yeah, Sophie and I are friends who love God and freedom, and we we will fight to the death for it. It's, it's a cellular level. We, we came wired to do these things, and, and we're, we're not going to leave this earth without doing them. So we are, um, we're not willing to lose. And I think that's what kind of rattled the establishment here is when we started asking for public records, um, not just about the election, but communications with our officials on what's going on. Why are all of our rights being infringed on who's doing it? Why are they doing it? Um, When they started realizing that we were gathering this this archive of evidence, basically, of the collusion and the cover up, they they uh, got a bit rattled, didn't you? Yes. So so. The la- I, I was watching a, an interview you did with Pete Santilli this morning, um, and he was talking about the FBI intimidation or, or whatever you want to call it. They did, they did something like that to myself as well. Tell us about that. Tell us how, the, how you're really scaring these alphabet establishments just by being two moms who've, who've decided to uh, educate yourself on how the system works. Yeah. So what ended up happening was in December of 2021, Sophie and I decided – other people were walking away from fixing 2020. We knew that, you know, hindsight is 2020. You, you can't look forward until you understand where you've gone wrong. So we were not willing to, to walk away from that. Um, we set up a plan where she asked for certain records of the election. I asked for certain records. You know, she did ballot um, images and tabulator data. I asked for cast vote records and the project backup database, the latter of which completely seemed to trigger the lieutenant governor. That's when we knew immediately we were over target because within hours of that request she had and we have proof of these text messages she had reached out to a a, uh, we call him a commie reporter at the salt lake tribune and gave him my contact information flagged him he in turn writes and says i'm going to send my info set guy on this Um, she says i think jen has this data illegally and needs to justify having it they both say this is bonkers one of my favorite quotes in the whole exchange is how the hell did she know what to ask for 
And so this at this point, this is just two hours after requesting the public information, which I just want to cut you off. I just want to cut you off there because this is public. Ladies and gentlemen, what she's saying is they're requesting public information at data that is available to you and I in this country by law. And these people got so triggered that they asked for it. And then they got even more triggered that they knew what in the heck they were asking for. Am I right, Jen? Is that what's what happened? Yes. Wow. And we love the fact that this gives us proof that the document does exist, the database. So that that worked out. So shortly after that, within a day or so, I have two men on my porch who are um, conveniently just kind of hanging out by my Internet box. Um, they are claiming to my neighbors to be pest control. They're asking about when I'm home, letting them know that we have um, and pest this, issues. And this is in the dead of winter, snow on the ground, and we've got pest control. Out. Who doesn't make a lot of sense. Who comes in twos besides the missionaries, you know, at, on people's doorsteps? They did not have clipboards. They did not have a car. I'm the only home they went to on the entire street, um, except for the one neighbor they were asking when I was home. I mean, it, the whole thing was suspect. Like it was, it was bizarre. One, one stood as a lookout. I watched the whole thing happen. I mean, people can criticize that, but to be honest with you, I hadn't linked them being triggered to that request yet. We're just um, moms asking for what is rightfully and legally ours to think that someone's going to show up on your doorstep and tap your house and computer and bug you wasn't on our radar yet at that moment. So I was more curious on what was going on. But then when I started to see when they wrote back to me, these counties who had been threatened with lawsuits, if they gave us any data. Now, we had some counties tell us that after the fact they were um, copying the FBI and the sheriffs on, just to communicate with me. So the lieutenant governor, who, which in Utah is effectively the secretary of state, they run on the same ticket as the governor and the lieutenant governor is over election. So right there is a problem. This is why they're covering it up. They run as a team and one of them on the team runs the election, right? And, and that's kind of what was going on here. Yeah, and then we started realizing we were being surveilled at restaurants. Um, I had my car followed wow. um, with watch your back on the back of my car written in frost and someone in a ski mask come by my house four times. So when our, when our governor says in a public statement, and this was by the way, the week, the week, all of this was going on. The governor come out and says the statement. Yeah. He says those who are um, looking into election integrity are, I quote, playing a very dangerous game. Well, we believe him. We've lived it. We've seen it. So, we, I guess we are playing a very dangerous so, game. So, Sophie, who do you think, in your opinion, wrote that on the back of your car and was following you? Who do you think that was? Well, I... If I had to guess, considering Jen and I have thousands of pages of communications between between our lieutenant governor um, and three letter agencies, I would have to think that they might have something to do with that. I, I don't really know if um, if the left or the Democrats are really concerned about us looking into election integrity in our own state. Well, even even at the Sheriff Mack event in Las Vegas last week, my hotel room was broken into. Um, they didn't get anything. I mean, we you know we kept track of the data, but I've had trackers on the cars right after our election events. People watching the house on occasion, and it's it's, it's sporadic. Honestly, it's not an everyday thing, but it is tied when we look backwards to every single time that we are doing something huge to expose these elections. So you are the prime target for somebody like Merrick Garden Gnome Garland, 
right? I mean, you're oh, the, absolutely. I mean, you. I, I'm surprised that you haven't had a uh, any correspondence with the DOJ or any uh, any DOJ, um, you know, intimidation coming after you as well. Because I, I guarantee you, they know who you are. I mean, if the FBI isn't, uh, you know, CC'd on things, the DOJ knows who you are. And again, here's the crazy thing: you're just two regular people, moms, who decided we want to look into something that looks bad. Right. And you have the right to do that. You have the right to audit, just like the IRS audits us. You have the right to this public information. And that's your only crime. That's your only crime. Crime. Yes. Yes. And and Jeremy, we we often just Jen and I often have the discussion that if these elected, well, we call them selected officials because what we know about our elections, um, if they wouldn't have had these reactions, there is a very good chance that Jen and I would have gone on our merry way and looked into other things. But their cover up, the cover up is where the story is. Yep. Because if you are so sure that our elections are fair, beautiful, wonderful, the gold standard, you are not coming after two moms that are just just want public records on our elections. You're well, just not. The lieutenant governor came out with a statement just this week. I mean, we, we are living rent free in a few people's heads right now. And she actually, the, the quote from the article in the Tribune says in her legal filing against this, that there were no objections to the election results until Orton and Anderson blanketed local election officials statewide with requests for election data. We, she gives us a lot of credit. How, I mean, she how dare you to, how dare you yeah. to, you, you terrorists, you, you white nationalist yeah. terrorists. Well, here's the issue, though. There were requests. There were problems. People had sent in thousands of affidavits. There was there was a public outcry for this. The problem that she's concerned with is the fact that we were the ones who filed a lawsuit to hold them accountable for this. And that's what she's scared of, because by doing that, we had read the law. I figured out that if we could keep this in the appeals process, they could not destroy the records at 22 months. Right. So she's so she is really blaming us because they can't destroy the data that rumor is they may have already destroyed well that's a that's actually a really good strategy though for everybody who's worried about their election records from 2020 being uh disposed of is get it tied up in a lawsuit get it tied up in litigation that way they can't destroy it that's actually pretty smart like did you guys did you were you guys um were you guys guided by an attorney to do that or did you get did you just come up with that because you versed yourself on law well, I was writing so many appeals. I mean, we did 29 counties for five different election pieces. So you do the math on that. We wrote 150 different appeals. So I, when writing my appeal for this stuff, I looked at the law and realized that the law was not in the election code that said we could preserve it this way. It was in the public records code. And that was the key. And that's why they've come absolutely unglued when Sophie and I filed that lawsuit with some of the counties. We are protecting the data for the entire state right now. Yeah, they're caught in a we've we've got them right where we want them because either they're going to have to give over the data and, and it's preserved before September or they're not going to be able to give us the data because they've already destroyed it. And that's a whole other set of problems wow. for them. So you're a big thorn in their side. I mean, what when President Trump said they're not after me, they're after you. I'm in the way what they you know what it is. They don't fear governors. They don't fear senators. Well, maybe some governors they might feel fear Carrie Lake uh, in Arizona when she wins, but they don't fear governors. They don't fear senators. They don't fear congressmen and women. They don't fear sheriffs. They don't fear legislators. They fear the American people because this country belongs to us. We still live in a country for by and of the people and they want to move us away from that so fast that when you regular moms in Utah learn the law, you're their biggest threat.
Absolutely, Jeremy. I think before all of this, Jen and I, we were very, very content with our lives. Um, we both have four children. We're stay-at-home moms. Um, you know, having an election stolen from you, that is the greatest way to wake people up and move to action. I don't think if they would have, if they would not have stolen this from President Trump, I don't see us getting in. Oh, no. into this fight. No, as we wouldn't be. That's Trump's, why I tell people. You know, as we have. That's why I tell people that to to look at the uh, the silver lining. The silver lining here is if Trump had just stayed, right? He won. We know he won. But had he just stayed, and and we, they would have kicked the can down the road for another four years, they would have investigated him a thousand more times, tried to get him removed unsuccessfully, but then they'd be right back where they started and we'd be screwed. We'd be screwed. So this was an awakening that I believe we needed. And when Trump is so sure and says, we're not only going to make America great again, we're going to do it better than ever. We're going to take it back sooner than you think. We're going to end the careers of Nancy Pelosi. We're going to end the careers of Chuck Schumer. You know what I mean? When he says these things, he's saying them because he understands that this time it's not just him in 2016 running against both parties, it's all of us standing shoulder to shoulder with him. That's a very different, a very different election. Absolutely. And Dr. Frank, when he came to visit um, last year, he actually said that super moms are going to save this nation. There's many people mm. out there like us doing similar things. But one of my favorite stories is when I had gone to a, a government office to drop off some papers, some legal papers, they kept, I, I kind of posed as like a, um, what do you call that? Uh, like a courier, because I just needed to drop it off and get a signature. And they kept saying, who do you work for? Who do you work for? And I just ignored him because I can and so after the fourth or fifth time, I finally looked over at this, this um, government official and I said, I work for God. And his Great answer. face was like, Great answer. honestly, that that is the success because we pray. I know how to get an answer and whatever God says, I will do it regardless of understanding it entirely. So when these people think they're dealing with moms, they're not. They're dealing with God. This is a this is a spiritual battle and we're not going to we're not going to give it up. All right, ladies, we got about a minute left. In that minute, I'd like you to, to, to speak to my audience, which is, by the way, majority women. 80% of my audience is women, moms like you, grandmas, who are out there that, that are fighting. So you got a minute left. Uh, what's your sound off? We need, we have all of the evidence, the, the course, the, the case, um, the court cases, the documents. To, to blow this out of the water, what we need is funding because this 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 is a full time job and it takes a lot of money to pull this stuff off. And so, if people can go to tworedpills.org, two is spelled out T W O, and donate. I mean, we have given the last year of our lives to this twenty four seven, and we're happy to do so. It is it is it's sacred to us, but we need help. And we appreciate people like um, Kish and Michelle North who are doing um, a barbecue on Friday for us. They have been, utahpatriots.com has been insanely helpful, but we are about ready to release a couple new lawsuits that I, I think they're not going to like. Well, ladies, we're going to release $500 from our Slurp Hunt Fund here. We're going to ship that right out to you. We only got about a few seconds left, but I'm going to have you back on probably next week or the week after. We're going to send you $500 and we'll get a hold of you after the show, okay? Thank Thanks, you Jeremy. so much. God bless you, ladies. You're doing great work. Love you and keep keep you. it up, okay? 
Thank, thank you. you. All right. Thank you. Two red pills. Dot org folks we are going to take $500 from the slurp fund and we're going to ship that right out to them because they're doing good work they're doing God's work they're keeping God first and that is the most important thing and yes they are completely right mama bears are going to save this country their hell hath no fury like a woman scorned and ladies and gentlemen I have a feeling that there's over 100 million women in this country right now super scorned and I would not want to be in that path of their uh, of their anger so and and not only their anger their determination their grit and their ability to go through pain men we could not even do we couldn't do half the uh child we couldn't take half the pain that women take through childbirth we couldn't take a quarter of that pain so while men have their role in this uh world women have their role too and you do not want to be in the way of a woman who is determined who can take pain and who is that strong? So big shout out to Jen and Sophie. And uh, I'm honored to release $500 from the Slurp Fund to give to them. So thank you all. And if you want to help out, you know where to send it. It is .org, not .com. Folks, we're so close to 4000 on Rumble. I really need some help. We really want to hit that 4000 mark every day. Keep our audience consistent. Keep the message going out there to as many people. And even... Even being 180 short really does help. So please, please, please share that out. Let's move to the next, to the next story here. Uh, before we do that, while you're sharing, please let me thank the following people. Went to the, went to the um, <laughs> Liberty USA said Trump lost 2020. <laughs> thank you for being here and thank you for the view. We appreciate you. We love you. God loves you, even though you're ignorant. Michael and Jessica Hosang, thank you very much. For the $150 donation. Dean and Linda Maxwell. Thank you for the $150 donation. Emily Erickson and Brett Cook. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to share a story for you real quick. They sent in a sizable amount. And this is where we all... Sometimes you can give, sometimes you can't. Sometimes people give a lot. Sometimes we can't get anything. But God provides. They sent us $2,500. They sent us $2,500. Do you know how much that will help us right now? Thank you so much to Emily Erickson and to Brett Cook. We love you. Jim and Barbara Peters, thank you very much. $100, amazing. Dennis and Tatiana Sled, family friends, $50. Alan and Carol Morris, thank you very much. And I have one other thing. There's a lady in the Rumble chat named Mary's Bird World. She'd said something some, about a, a lady's dentures that we promised her we'd help with, and I thought we had... But if, uh, if Mary, if you would please email us at Jeremy at JeremyHerald.com and uh, type in Mary's Bird World so we know what to look for, we'll, uh, we'll address what you were asking about, okay? So thank you very much. Look at that. To restock the Slurp Fund, $500. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mayor Cat Lane, $500. Just basically covered what we just spent out. See that? Power of God, working together, we will save this country together. And mama bears are the first line of defense. Let's move on. Thank you very much, all of you guys. You're wonderful. Fighters, fighters, fighters. That's what we're going to need. Fighters like Jen. Fighters like Sophie. Look look at that, another one. Wow, you people are credit. Fighters, folks. Fighters. We cannot lose if we keep fighting. Do you remember the story of Sodom and Gomorrah? Remember when uh, 
Uh, it was pled. Hey, if I if if there's ten good people there, will you spare it? If there's ten good people there, I'll spare it. If there's five good people there, will you spare it? If there's five good people, I will spare it. There wasn't. There wasn't five good people in Sodom and Gomorrah. There wasn't ten good people in Sodom and Gomorrah. But guess what? There are millions of people who still fear God, who still love God, who still push God's message and are soldiers of God wearing the armor of God in the United States of America. So that's how far we are away from being destroyed. Keep that hope and we'll keep fighting. There's another fighter, Carrie Lake, ladies and gentlemen. Carrie Lake is another... do everything in your power? Carrie Lake is another amazing fighter for the United States of America. And let me just tell you this, folks. If you you needed to know whether Carrie Lake was going to... uh, was going to be great for the state of Arizona. All you have to do is look at the people that she's been fighting. Look at the arrows that she has been fighting off of her. Look at all the people that, that have been coming from at her from both sides, and she has just walked right through them like a, like a hot knife through butter. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Lake, she has a message for election thieves. She has a message for the election thieves of 2020, and she has an, an, a, 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 a message for the potential and future election thieves of 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, the future governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake. Make sure there's no funny business or shenanigans come the day of your primary. Well, we're working behind the scenes, and I uh, I have a stern warning to anybody who thinks they're going to try to steal this next election. You're going to get caught. We've got eyes, we've got ears, and we have lawyers all over. And our law enforcement is on top of it. And and, and, And know this. This next election, if you're caught cheating when I'm governor, there's not going to be a slap on the wrist. We're going after people who stole our vote. Boom. This is our, our sacred vote, and we will not stand by and have it stolen. Not again. And we're going to go back and look at who stole the 2020 election as well. This stolen election had deadly consequences. People died in Afghanistan when this illegitimate president who shouldn't even be in the White House, did such a reckless pullout, killing 13 of our men and women, our finest in the military. Deadly consequences by allowing tons of fentanyl to pour in and kill our young people. And we're not going to sit back and and take any more stolen elections. And so when I'm governor, we're going to fix it. And we're going to make sure we have honest elections. So people who think they're going to try to steal and the mules who are going to try to move ballots, we're watching you, you are being watched, and there will be hell to pay. How can you do everything? There will be hell to pay says Carrie Lake. Now, I want to address all the uh, what you call trolls in the comment section, folks. They're not trolls. They're not, they're not trolls. They're, they're people seeking God. They're seeking truth. They're seeking acceptance. They're seeking love. And they're seeking Jesus. That's why they're here. Okay? I know you feel like there's a negative vibe in the comment section when they're here, but don't look at that negative. Look at that negative as a positive. Turn that frown upside down for all those people that were calling trolls in the comment thread let's welcome them let's tell them we love them and let's learn them a thing or two again if they don't believe the election was stolen prove to us it wasn't stolen the burden of proof is on you you're the ones that couldn't fill up five circles and had a candidate who couldn't even speak okay thank you for being here thank you for the likes and views we love you now speaking of a candidate that couldn't speak or fill five circles joe biden He's got COVID right now and cancer, apparently. That's what he said last week, COVID and cancer, right? Anyway, he's working from home with cancer and COVID and Alzheimer's, apparently. But he says we're not in a recession. Let me ask you this, ladies and gentlemen. I want to ask you before I blow this narrative up and take a proverbial pee all over Joe Biden's statements that you're about to hear. 
Do you believe that this country is in a recession right now? Yes or no? Yes or no? Do you believe that this election or this, this country is in a recession right now? Yes or no? Let's listen to what Joe Biden says about if we're in a recession right now. Here we go. We could be in a recession. We're not going to be in a recession, uh, in my view. Uh, we are, the employment rate is still one of the lowest we've had in history. It's in the 3.6 area. Uh, we still find ourselves with people investing. Uh, my, my hope is we go from this rapid growth to steady growth. And uh, so see, we'll see some coming down. But I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see a recession. First of all, you don't believe in God, you godless loser. You like to kill and dismember babies and sell their parts. You're a loser, okay? You've never won anything in your life. You've plagiarized everything you've ever said. And anything that you ever said that came out of your own brain didn't make sense to people who speak English, okay? So first of all, stop putting God in your sentence when you're not even allowed to take communion. Number two, the guy is so incredibly ignorant, illiterate, or he's a liar. Because if he's saying we're not in a recession right now, but they were saying that we were in a recession in 2008, they were still saying that they were trying to fix the recession of George Bush in 2012, and they were still blaming on uh, problems on George Bush in 2015 before Barack Hussein Obama lost to President Trump. I want to go to Mean Jean Kareen, Pierre, who should not be working because she was on the super spreader Air Force One with COVID-ridden Joey Applesauce. Let's listen to what this moron has to say about whether we are or are not in a recession. Kareen, two questions. One, just following up on what you said about the National Bureau of Economic Research. They also did not declare a recession in 2008 until December, 12 months after the recession had already been in place in the U.S. economy. But based on what the president said earlier, have his economic advisors told him they also don't think a recession is likely? And what is exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't, I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER as as we have stated of how they define uh, recession. Who you're pressuring, by the way, every day. They have declared it one. I'm just saying that we're just not going to define it. We use the indicators that the NBER, uh, uh, the National Bureau of Economic Research have have used. We've mentioned that a few times. but going to your question about how sometimes it's late. Come on, get look, it out, dummy. I think the, what we're, not even, I think, what the point that we're trying to make here is that we have a strong labor market, which you don't normally see in a recession. Uh, that is very uncommon uh, to see that. Uh, when you see an average of uh, 400,000 jobs created per month, when you see an unemployment at 3.6, which is historical, that does not, uh, that does not define a recession. And so that's what we point you to. That's what we're looking at is how the economy is currently in this moment. And the reason why is because of the work uh, that this president has done. Because Okay, we're not going to listen to that garbage. The work that this president has done is nothing. And by the way, I don't believe the 3.6 unemployment number at all. If that was the case, then every single store that you drive by wouldn't have a help wanted sign in it. And half the stores wouldn't close prior to their normal closing time if we had only 3.6 unemployment rate. I think that's an absolute lie. And even if we did, even if we did have a 3.6% unemployment rate, which I don't believe, there are still so many other real, actual, factual factors that tell you that we are in a recession. So like I said, I'm about to take a proverbial pee 
lift my leg like a dog all over their definition of, I'm not going to define what a recession is. A recession is a significant decline in economic activity that lasts for months or years. Experts declare a recession when a nation's economy experiences negative gross domestic product, that's GDP, rising levels of unemployment, falling retail sales, and contracting measures of income and manufacturing for an extended period of time. Recessions are considered an unavoidable part of the business cycle, especially, this is my part, when you're adding trillions and trillions of dollars to the debt, printing money we don't have to give to blue failing states and not any to red states who don't need it because they're not failing. During a recession, an economy struggles, people lose work, companies make fewer sales, and the country's overall economic output declines. The point where the economy officially falls into recession depends on a variety of factors. So let's take into those variety of factors and let's find out if we are in a recession, okay? Because I don't remember there being bare shelves in 2008, And I don't remember there being bare shelves in 2012 when the Democrats, including Joey Applesauce, the plagiarizer in chief, was vice president under Barack Hussein Obama. I got some numbers here, folks. Did a little bit of research here. Check this out. In 2008, inflation was 3.84%. In 2012, inflation was 2.07%. They were claiming that we were in a recession because of George Bush then. So 3.84 and 2.07. In 2022, inflation is 9.1%. Over triple what it was in 2012 and triple what it was in 2008. Gas prices. In, in uh, 2008, your national average was $3.50. Your national average in 2012 was $3.64. Your national average today is $5.01. Still think we're not in a recession? Okay, here we go. GDP, which is gross domestic uh, product. In 2008, it was 0.12%. Very bad. In 2012, it was 1.5%. Very bad. In 2022, it is 1.6%. Very bad. And now let's go to the unemployment rate. The unemployment rate in 2008 was 7.3%. The unemployment rate in 2012 was 7.9%. The unemployment rate after COVID was released and the Democrats took your jobs away from you in every city and every state across the country got up to 14%, but they're now claiming it's down to 3.6%. I don't buy it. We are currently in a recession, whether they will admit it or not. If you're going by what they said in 2008, and if you're going by what they said in 2012, and you're looking at the just the numbers, just the numbers, ladies and gentlemen, we are in a recession. Don't take my advice. Don't take my uh, reporting. Look at the facts. We are in a recession. Now, let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, but first of all, let's give Mean Jean Kareen from the fact that she could not define what a recession is, so she said, I'm not going to do it. Let's go ahead and give her the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. 
The day today, Mean Gene, Kareen Pierre. Now, let's move on. All of you have probably seen this by now, but some of you don't watch any social media or any other news show but this one. So for all of those who did not see this yesterday, this is exactly why Matt Gates is definitely an integral part of, uh, of the new Republican Party. They said, oh, your Republican Party's been hijacked. Yes, it has. It has. By people with a spine. By people with guts like Representative Matt Gates from Florida. Here's what Matt Gates had to say at the TPUSA Turning Points SAS event this weekend. Check this out. Have you watched these pro-abortion, pro-murder rallies? The people are just disgusting. Like, why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? Amen. Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. (laughs) These people are odious on the inside and out. They're like 5'2", 350 pounds, and they're like, give me my abortions or I'll get up and march and protest. And I'm thinking, march? You look like you got ankles weaker than the legal reasoning behind Roe versus Wade. <laughs> a few of them need to get up and march. They need to get up and march for like an hour a day, swing those arms, get the blood pumping, maybe mix in a salad. March, you've got weak knees or you've got ankles weaker than the reasoning behind Roe v. Wade. March, you do need to march. Get up, march a few miles a day and have a salad. So Matt Gates. Obviously funny, but then yesterday when he was pressed about this and asked about this from a reporter, basically saying, do you regret saying what you said? Here's what Matt Gates said. This is classic. This is epic. And if you haven't seen it, you're going to love it. If you had, laugh again. Check this out. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. <laughs> what do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Boom. Mm-hmm. Oh. What do you say to people who take offense by those comments? And he said exactly what you should say in the United States of America. Be offended. Look, like like they just said in the comment section, I'm fat and I find it hilarious. So... Do I? And I'm right there with you. I feel your pain, sister. But that was the gangster moment for Matt Gates, and that will go on and live uh, forever and ever and ever. A couple more great stories here, folks, before we move on and, and, and end the day. But first of all, before we end, I would like to give a big, huge, massive shout out, if I could, to um, our one of our newest sponsors, and that is Field of Greens from Brickhouse. Here you go, folks. You see it right here. Got it right here. I, like I said, I have not officially started the, uh, the, the challenge yet. I have not had my physical yet, but I am currently drinking it right now, or I'm putting it in water, I should say, and drinking it. Um, but it gives you all your vegetables and all your fruits that you need every single day. It gives you every single helping that you are supposed to have to stay healthy every single day. Kind of like what we did back in the old days. You know, we ate what we grew. We ate hamburgers and not insects. Remember, we ate vegetables instead of some processed thing that's been sitting on some supermarket shelf. 
This is why I urge you guys to go back to your farmer's markets, go back to your local farmer's stands, stop shopping at supermarkets if you don't have to. If you can, I know it's a little bit more expensive, but isn't it worth it, ladies and gentlemen? And the same thing here with Field of Greens. Check out fieldofgreens.com. Use the promo code LFA. Tell them we sent you. Try it out. Try it for yourself. Do the challenge. Do the actual challenge. Get your physicals. See if your body levels are better than they were when you started taking it. Again, fieldofgreens.com. Real, organic, superfood, fruits and vegetables all day long, and you don't have to take time cooking them. That's a great, great thing. All right, I want to move on. Remember Eric Crane? We talked about Eric Crane the other day in Arizona. He put out that awesome campaign ad, and he said, uh, the problem with Democrats is they have no skin in the game as he's getting tattooed. Of course, he was a former Navy SEAL. He's got a backbone. He's out there. He's got courage. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump has officially endorsed Eric Crane for his camp for his candidacy in the great state of Arizona, adding another another member to the dream team out there. And we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Wendy Rogers back on again this week because her her and everybody else's primary is August second, and President Trump announced his official endorsement. In the House race for Arizona's Congressional District 2 for entrepreneur and former Navy SEAL Eli Crane. The primary is, um, is August 2nd, and Eli, Eli Crane said he is incredibly grateful, honored to meet the president after receiving a call for his endorsement, and he's incredibly grateful for Donald Trump and the United States of America. Big shout-out to Eli Crane. Big shout-out to Donald Trump. We've got a dream team of candidates in Arizona, and do you want to know what makes them a dream team? Not the fact that they're all MAGA, not the fact that they're all America first, but that they all know each other and they all work together. And together, they can fight off the arrows from the Republican side and from the Democrat side. I urge every other candidate in every other state, if you're running for office, get with your other candidates. Find out who's America first. Find out who's MAGA and work together with them. We are stronger together than we are apart. United we stand, divided we fall. Many hands make light work, you get it. We need to band together. Stop with this individual mentality. Do what they're doing in Arizona, and I promise you, you will have a great outcome. All right, the end of the show. The time, the moment that everybody's been waiting for. I never even gave any shout-outs today. I didn't give any shout-outs on Rumble. I didn't give any shout-outs on Getter. I probably should do that right now because my family member needs to be recognized, right? We've got Helen Miller in here. She says, Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. God bless you, girl. We've got Larry Reha who says, you know what? I can't donate, and I'm sorry. Larry, you're here, brother. We love you. Don't worry about it. God's got this. Rita, how you doing? I want to say hi to the, uh, to the people seeking God in here, like Holly, and, and the other people that are seeking God, seeking the truth, seeking the gospel. We love you. Please stay. Please stay and join in on tonight's show at 5 p.m. too. I'd like to say hello, if I could, to Rothy58. We've got um, Sweet Aroma is in the building. Synergy, more hands together. Amen. Wolfheart. No CD. I ordered a long time ago. Wolfhart, we sent them out. It's not us. It's the post office. They should be there very soon. Uh, it had to be labeled media. Takes longer, but they're coming. Promise. They're already all gone. And one more big shout out here to Mark P. Stengel. God bless you, sir. Thank you for joining in today. All right. The last video of the day, the thing that's going to keep a smile on your face, and that is our, our, uh, our friend who uh, is a great Nancy Pelosi impersonator. We've got some good impersonators that have come on this show. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. 
this impersonator of Nancy Pelosi. I thought it was funny, and I thought you'd have a great time watching it on the way out today. So here you go. Do I ever even mention his name when I even waste my time talking about him? What I will say is, and I'll say this and I've said it again and again, Democrats have absolutely no intention of losing the House in November and the Senate, too. Uh, We are mobilized. We are fortified. We have great (laughs) candidates. And we have a great – our country is at risk. Our democracy is at risk. But what we are campaigning on are the kitchen table issues that affect America's working families. So they know the difference between a Democratic and Republican administration on top of uh, uh, Congress, on top of which, on top of which. (laughs) (laughs) Big shout out. That's great. Uh, Nurse Melissa, 73 official is her name. Nurse Melissa, 73 official. You can find her on Instagram. I'm sure you can find her everywhere else, too. She killed it. That's exactly how punch drunk Pelosi looks. Hey, folks, for all of you who are watching, we have a Coffee Talk Tuesday today on Telegram. I know a lot of people don't know how to join, but if you go to the Live from America channel on Telegram, when we start the live stream, it'll say live stream started at the bottom. Just click the words that say live stream started, and you'll come in. Telegram Tuesdays, 50 minutes from right now, which is why we're going to end today. I'll ask if you've had a chance to speak. Please do not raise your hand unless it's very important. We got to get some more folks in there and let them have a first time of speaking. We will be recording the whole thing again, so please be aware of that. Keep it clean, and we love you. We'll see you in an, uh, about an hour on Coffee Talk Tuesdays on Telegram. Remember, folks, there are right ways. And there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern time for more Live from America. Until then, folks, keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, and keep spreading that gospel. Visit JeremyHarrell.com. Check out all the stuff we got there. I love you guys. Have a great day. Peace.